When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the KC Soccer Journal. My name is Cody Bradley. Thad Bell and Robert Russert are here. Boys, we have done it. They did it. They're in the playoffs. It is official. Vermees had all the words for the doubters. We'll talk about all of that. We've got San Jose on Wednesday. But let's just talk about the game to get us going here. Thad, how are you feeling after this? A lot better than I was a couple days ago. All right, your name, in the, your name in the chat is Thad Playoffs Nuff Said. I'm going to need a little more from you because we're doing a podcast, but I like the sentiment. Well, that was just a little title there. That wasn't <laughs> like the entire sentiment there, Cody. Although I, I have been accused too many times of having just too few words to say. <laughs> I am happy they made it. It was a relief. I hate watching live standings, but I was doing it last night, damn it. Yes. And I've just, I, after the start of the season, I'm happy that they at least made the playoffs. So we have some success this season. Okay. A little, a little timid for my liking. Robert, get the energy up here. Help me out. Hey, you know, it's not like a few weeks ago in our Slack, I made a post, you know, just working out the math and saying it ain't going to happen. And now it has. So, you know, that didn't happen. But uh, <laughs> one of the last doubters, night, we there, have... was, there was like no doubt where that game was going to go. Um, yeah. You know, once we got things rolling, it just seemed to be a foregone conclusion. And I like the way we played it out and I like the way we finished it. And uh, yeah, let's go forward. And there's only glory to go, right? Yeah. And what you said there is a big point for me about that game. It never seemed like it was in doubt right from the start. They were all over them. And how rare is it that this team ever does that? This is the team that never is capable of doing that. Anytime they play a bad team, they're going to let that team hang around by one goal or hit the post or make it close or not be able to get the winner. And they were that was a different team out there. Right from the start, they, they asserted dominance, Thad. Did you not have some little bit of doubt, though, when Minnesota scored? Like a little bit of like fear treading in, like, oh, it's the 80th minute, they're going to give up two goals, Rosero is going to head one in on his own? Fair point, because I normally do, but no, I didn't. I was feeling good. I was a little drunk, so that might have that might have helped. Wasn't in the press box. I was on the Bud Light party porch with free drinks and food all game, amongst friends, screaming and yelling. It was right where I wanted to be. 
So no, I was feeling too good at that moment when that third goal went in. Although Kyrie, my God, Kyrie. Guys, go watch that replay. <laughs> it is, I feel bad for him. It's like genuinely, I feel bad for the guy. He looks so bad. It was embarrassing. Oh, I know God. the moment you're speaking of, but uh, what I liked is we never stopped. Uh, we never stopped attacking. You know, we right. even when they scored, we we kept pushing the ball forward. So JFR got the brace. That was my favorite part of the night. Was him coming into the cauldron after the game and doing his his uh, speech there and the JFR chants and all of that. But it was that that was such a beautiful game from Johnny. Both goals were nice. The after he scored that first one. The reaction of the Minnesota players is so funny to me. It was just such a simple, patented Johnny Russell goal that you know all week. Like, you could just see it on the faces of the players, and their reaction was, guys, we were working on this all week. That is the exact thing that we prepared for, and you just let it happen. And it was honestly, like, the least impressive of those Johnny tears into the box. Like, it was just one cut and then the shot. He didn't have to like really go through anyone, no no nutmegs or anything. It was just such a simple, beautiful goal. And if you saw St. Clair, he like went right off his line, going right at the defender, like, what were you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy that was defending him just turned around. He had all he could do was turn around and yell at someone, like, why didn't you come up and block? That? <laughs> oh, that it's was not my a, fault, it's your fault. Right. There was just <laughs> arms going up everywhere, synchronized reactions of hands in the air. Oh, it was beautiful. Then, you know, that second goal, just boom, what, three minutes later, um, Remy making his run straight down the gut. I mean, they were feeling it, and they were going for it. And well done by Remy. That was a good, not an easy finish, like made that look easier than I think it was. But, Thad, again, I'm going to say this, and I know we should just be happy that they won in all of this, and I don't need to pick apart, pick apart anything. But why was it Remy Voltaire and not our number nine? Our number nine was over at the corner of the box, and I don't. It's he's always like that. Why is our number nine never the one right there in the middle of the box? Uh, you want the really cynical opinion? Yeah, he got his big contract. <laughs> oh, oh, see, that's not fair. <laughs> I wanted to pick on him a little bit, but no, I don't. I don't. Has think he scored he's... since he got that contract? No, he uh, has no, not. No, no, no. Well, he got it. All has, right, though. all right, all right. <laughs> David and I here are thinking the same thing because David says in the chat, "Pleto creates space for everyone else." And yes, I rewatched this morning. There's like three or f- maybe even four guys who follow Polito to the near post. Yeah. You know, and, and make that possible. So, no, he does create space for everyone else. He gets involved in the midfield and all of that. But there is just some of these times I'm like, why is our striker not in the middle of the box? And it drives me, drives me a little crazy. No, and, well, and David is right. That is, yeah. that is a thing that he does, and that is Absolutely. part of what the benefit he does for everybody else. I still would like to see him put in a goal every other game, no matter what else he's doing for other people. And that's all. It's well, part of the, the why Vermees likes him so much because he goes because he goes and does all of that other work. Yeah, yeah, he's not totally selfish and all that stuff. So it's it's good. On the commentary last night, Miola stated at one point, maybe Polito should be up front a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I was nodding my head. Yeah. yeah, yeah, agreed on that one. Of course, you can't argue with success. Right, that's but the then that's what I was just about to say, but then he hasn't had the success. Like, the team is winning for <laughs> sure. That's going well. But like you just said, he hasn't scored since he signed a new contract. Well, I mean, you can't argue with success in the fact that the team is winning. So right. that's that's my point. Yeah, right. So even though I was being, you know, overly cynical, sarcastic, and mean earlier, I do defend what he's doing at the moment. Robert, who else did you like on the field last night? 
I tell you what, I, and I've mentioned this, I think the last two pods maybe, but in Denbe, just his attacking yes. presence has really stepped up these last, I don't know, last month. Uh, so yeah, he's he continues to do that. Yeah, I liked Logan a lot in this one. Uh, I think David wanted to mention Eric Tommy, who was doing his normal absolutely everywhere, all over the field. Uh, Thad, did you what did you think of Eric Tommy last night? Uh, it's a really good description that he was everywhere. I mean, didn't he like have a movie like everywhere all at once or something like that? Everything everywhere that all at once. That should be Eric Tommy's like bi <laughs> biography at this point. <laughs> a little long for a nickname, but yes, yeah, good point. You know who else I liked was Daniel Shallowy. Yes. Had the one assist, had nearly had another with like a, a very clever little flick to Tommy. Um, that was a great save by Sinclair, by the way. Got to give credit to the keepers where that's due. Good save by him. But you, no, you I credit opposing keepers, but not our own keepers. That's, <laughs> right. that's your that's your mo, man. <laughs> no, I just I credit good keeper saves and skills, and that was one of them. Although this brings me an opportunity to tell how bad he was on Johnny's second goal, the the third goal of that game. Johnny was in that position because he was on the ground, uh, wanting a wanting a foul call. And so he was in an advantageous position, hopped up, and was just right there to block it. But I don't know what Sinclair was doing on the attempt to save it. He he jumps really uh -huh. high yeah. in the air for a ball that is right at the goal line. Like, I, I've never seen a keeper do that. What was he doing, Thad? He's seen sporting players shoot before, so he expected <laughs> it to go really high. <laughs> so he was trying to prevent it from going over the crossbar and into the south stand. Yeah, he needed to catch it to ca you know start a counter. That's what it was. I don't know, man. I kind of wondered the same thing, but uh, keepers are often taught to do things that I don't totally agree with. But yes, yeah, I don't think that was a moment where he was taught to do that. No, <laughs> I think Sinclair just lost it last night because Sporting's pressure was so immense. <laughs> it was another great reaction from the opposing team after that goal because. The guy, like, yes, Sinclair should have done much better with that, or I don't know what he was doing there. But the guy who kicked it into Johnny Russell, who gave the ball away, instantly turned around and, like, put his hands in the air at Sinclair. Like, what are you doing there, man? Oh, just so <laughs> tasty. Hole, yeah. But, hey, just want to make a note. Uh, <clears throat> Cody, you said earlier, Shelby got one assist. You got two assists on the night, actually. You got That's the right. assist on Johnny's opener. So That's right. I forgot the – it was such an individual effort there from Johnny. I forgot about that one. <laughs> I think uh, we often give the defense a lot of crap and deservedly so at sometimes. So I will say I think they all played pretty well. So yeah. I mean, I don't want to single out people, but Jake was doing his hauling ass and busting things and, and making his runs. Logan made some good runs. Rosero made I don't know how many good comebacks to stop yeah. things. Yeah. Fontas played really well. I saw several where they just stepped up and intercepted passes between uh, Fontas and Rosero. So I, I think they all played pretty well, so we should give credit where that's due to. They've taken enough craps all season. They should get a little credit. Very true. And it was far from perfect. Like, Jake, you mentioned Jake Davis. He had a really bad giveaway that led to, the, and then he had to foul in a tough spot and got a card for it. Eric Tommy had another one that should have led to a goal in a, in a dangerous spot. So they're... While it was a dominant performance, it wasn't it wasn't perfect. We still did see some of the some of the mistakes we've seen from them. But 
what, so a, what a night. I, I think we got sort of lucky in a sense, too, though, the way that Minnesota played. They played in a 4-3-2-1, which more defensive than their 4-2-3-1 they've been playing. And I think that was a mistake on their part. Clearly. You know, it energizes a team if you say, hey, we're going to go out, we're going to go in this field, even though we're away, we're going to attack. You know, that energizes a team. Sitting back, I doesn't have the same effect in my mind as as a coach, as a tactical type person. So I think that was a mistake on Minnesota's part. But. Yeah, and all that it led to, like until their goal, their best chance they had was just kind of a pathetic effort from Puki, who just turned and fired a shot, and it was very easy for Melia. But they, yeah, they just had not a lot going forward at all. As David in the chat says, that they locked down Reynoso, Reynoso and Puki who we talked about last week. They, there are some very good players on that team that uh, that they shut down pretty well, except for that one goal that they scored. Again, I'm sorry, Kyrie, that was so bad. Oh, my God, that was so bad. And then Elwane didn't come in until late, which, I, again, I think it was a mistake. They should have started him and gone for it. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. But all right, the doubters were proved wrong. We're going to move along and talk about Vermees' comments after the game. So Vermees got the mic on the field to address the stadium right after that final whistle and and gave his spiel there. He went over into the cauldron with Johnny Russell and gave his spiel about the doubters and maybe those people aren't at this game and pumping people up to come to the next one. I don't know. Is there anything wrong, Thad, with the making the playoffs and throwing it to the to your doubters is this a bad look from Vermees? i don't think it's a bad look i think it's uh, a little bit defensive but it's uh i think if i was him i would probably have said much more pointed and more profane answers at that point quite honestly <laughs> he has been catching flack all season the team's not going to make it the team's terrible he needs to be fired. Vermees out. I mean, we saw that. We saw signs in the stadium for Vermees out and things like that. And he has maintained consistently throughout the whole time to, you know, have faith. You know, we have the roster to do it, et cetera. Now, I mean, I don't think we should be like jumping up and down, celebrating, squeaking into the into the playoffs. Right. But from where they started to where they are now, that is a pretty good result and accomplishment considering that if you take the whole season not a great but if you just look at the the aspect of coming back from how bad of a start that's that's good and i don't blame him for being hey you guys all doubted me take it and in that moment of course you're gonna be showing that emotion yeah like 
you were talking about if we're happy about making eighth seed in the playoffs. Well, in that moment, that like that's the moment where you do celebrate it. The the guys on the field fought and they did it. They accomplished that goal that they had set for the last month or whatever it was. And yeah, there's no way. Of course, they're going to be happy. I I would have been very upset if Vermees got up there and was just like, "Well, it was a bad season, so we're not very happy about this." Like it's in that moment. That's when you celebrate. There were warriors colliding on the field. They beat the other team. It's a win, and it was fun, and emotions were flying. So actually, let's, uh, let's listen to a soundbite from Vermees. This is from the press conference. For those that doubted the quality in our team, um, I- I'm sure they, a lot of them weren't here tonight, okay? Uh, the fact that our team was able to – so we played 34 games in the regular season – that's 68 halves. And there is only one half out of the 68 that I can say that I was a little concerned about. Uh, is, it, is the team committed? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it losing faith? Whatever. And they came out in the second half of that game, and it was amazing the turnaround. And so for the fact that they were able to be committed, focused, um, they had pride, they worked, all that to put our, put us into a position where in the last game of the season we had a chance to still make the playoffs is is truly a testament to to them uh, to their belief and and how competitive they are. What I would also say is is that I appreciate the fact that um, our ownership group had faith in the staff because it's very easy at times in our profession, when you don't get results, to lose confidence, to lose faith. I mean, they, you know, just as easy as a player can lose confidence because he's not playing well, so, so can everybody else, and they can lose faith in it. But uh, obviously they had questions, I had answers, we had great conversations, and I think it ultimately led to where we sit today. And so I appreciate, I appreciate that, but that's one of the reasons why I've been here so long and I've, I've chosen to stay here. They had questions. I had answers. I think you need to save that clip right there. They had questions. I had answers. <laughs> so honestly, good. That was that was good stuff from him there at the end, talking about the uh, the ownership and all of that. But I hear that, and the first thing I think of is what half, what game was he talking about there that he thought they quit? We need I am to, asking that the next press availability, like which one was that? We need and to I don't figure know this out. It's got a, it's a game where they obviously like came back and did something in the second half. So that'll that'll cut some of that down. Although they were kind of a second half team, weren't they? They were a half team, I think. <laughs> it was <laughs> Yes, they only it was played the first half. half, sometimes it was the second half, but I don't think it was ever the, it, it, that was one of the few games where it was like the complete game they were good. So you know guys, people who call themselves fans, people who are, you know, analytical about these things. They have long memories, you know, and uh, <laughs> some people looking back could say, okay, a couple of years ago, you know, we had a chance to do this and didn't um, last year, didn't make the playoffs. Uh, things weren't good. The beginning of the season was horrible. It never should have been that bad at all. There are people out there who can look at what Peter said last night in various ways, various uh, locations he was in the uh, members club he was you know on apple tv he was in the press room saying a lot of the same stuff that we heard and we're going to hear more i think cody um but some people are going to look at that and say hey this guy just 
you know, thinks a lot of himself. He wants only people around him who agree with him and are going to go the way he wants to go. And uh, then they're going to say, well, so we're happy about making the playoffs after starting the year this crappy and we're making the wild card game and we had to depend on other teams' results. We shouldn't be happy with this. Well, I think the point about it not being a good look or, yeah, this, what you just said about maybe he's he's thinks a lot of himself and all of that, I think it is the norm. It is standard in sports that after a team does a thing, whatever it is, make the playoffs, win the title, whatever it is, it is standard that they throw it to their haters. They go right to their doubters. But what is unique about this situation is that the doubters were coming from inside the house. And so I don't think there's anything weird about a guy who just accomplished a thing to be like, hey, screw my doubters. And to be very emotional about it and to have a chip on his shoulder about it. I think that's quite a, a normal thing. But I do, it's just the added dynamic that the doubters were, <laughs> were the fans in, in his stadium that he had to hear chant Vermees out in the middle of the season at one point. I have no problem with it. And honestly, if you are one of these, one of the doubters, one of the haters that he was talking to, wouldn't you, if you're a fan of the team, wouldn't you want him? Like, okay, you like the team. You don't think he's doing things the way they should be done. Wouldn't you want him to have that chip on his shoulder to prove you wrong? Like, so I, I don't know. I, I, I think that this is all quite normal. We know Vermees is a, is a competitor till the day he dies. And this is all just very normal for me. I, I don't think that there's anything weird about it. I think it's, there, I don't know what else I could have expected besides like from all the shit that he took and listening to his own fans chant Vermees out. I don't know what else he gets up there and says besides like, hey, screw the haters. Well, I think it's, yeah, happy in the moment. Yeah, we, we've accomplished this. We, we've, we've done a very admirable thing coming back from how we started. I don't think they're happy that they squeaked into the wild card game. Right. I think it's a momentary happiness. Right. But, you know, if the season would end right with losing to San Jose Wednesday night, they're not going to be happy with that. Right. No. But at the, everything – it, it, wow. I think we just get well caught said. up in those moments. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. Go on. You're laughing at me, Cody, which is fine. <laughs> They should be happy for making the playoffs from where they came from. And no, they should not be happy if they lose to San Jose. They should not be happy if they lose the next round. That's just, again, that's sports. That's being in the playoffs. You, you're you never happy when you lose. The only happy people are the ones who go to the final and win. So, well, what I mean is more like, okay, was it a successful season? They're not going to look at this season and say it was successful as a whole. Yeah, no. part of it, sure. But as a whole... They're, you know, reality-based enough in their lives to understand that this has not been a successful season. That's not the way we drew it up. I think Peter's reality enough to know that. Uh, players are, you know, enough based in reality that they will know that. Certainly the fans are will know that. And, yeah, you have to look at the overall thing from 2019 through 2023 of having some bad seasons, and and they need to do better. So... I don't know. I, you have to say, are they doing? Are they are they on the right track to be better next year? We thought that last season, but I mean, we'll talk about that in the off season plenty. I'm sure. Well, technically, they did do better this year because they did sneak into the playoffs this time. But 
But also, what what's the word that Peter repeated many times in that clip that we played? Team, right? Right. You know, believed in the team, the team as a unit, the owners supporting, you know, what they were doing. You know, and that's what Peter's about. He's about the organization as a whole sticking together through whatever may come. And Robert, you asked him a good follow-up question on the line of doubt. So let's listen to that one. Did you ever doubt yourself along the road no. this season? No. No. I, it's not like I woke up and I forgot how to coach. I mean, right, yeah. I, that, that was not the idea. I mean, look, I, I said it from day one. You, can, you guys could go back and review. I said, I know we have a great roster. I know when our guys get healthy and when those guys get on the field, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna start winning and we're going to start showing people that we can play. And I, I think, you know, you, you could miss everything from, from – you can, you can see the uh, – you know, whatever, the first 11 games, and you can just come watch this game. We're a team that can play, and, and we're really hard to play against, and we've always been that way, and we'll continue to be that way. Yeah, that's a guy just taking his victory lap. He, As he said in that clip, he he told everyone the whole time, as mad as everyone was while people were screaming Vermees out, he was saying that this team had talent, and then when people came back, things would start clicking, and it did. One of the best teams, 1.71 points per game since after those first 10 games so you yeah. know when you're driving home after this stuff and you start to reflect i did not I kicked drive myself home. i kicked myself a little bit well good good for your safety uh and said you know i should have asked him did you ever doubt yourself as manager or sporting director during this oh, that's yeah. what i should have asked <laughs> you know one thing about oh david for me is, yes david in the chat is now david IRL. Only on voice chat. Uh, but one thing about his comments, you know, it's weird to hear somebody criticize their own fans, but these guys have to find motivation wherever they can get it. And it's not like you've got the league talking smack on Vermees. It's that his fans were. And so the players need to coalesce around something. The The coaching staff needs to get together and find motivation around something. You know, it was Kobe Bryant always, and, and Michael Jordan always finding any little slight as a way to push themselves forward. So for Vermees to hear people chanting for him to be out, for Kyrie to hear himself getting booed onto the pitch by his own fans, those those little things are your motivators. And if it helps propel you forward to say, you know, screw you guys, even if it's the fans, so be it, if that's what helps propel you to success. And call me a- And Cole Less, that was impressive, David. The lawyer word there, well done. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on the doubters before we move along to the Wednesday San Jose game? I guess I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap up that conversation. You can call me a Vermees apologist for it, but that is the reaction I wanted from my coach, the coach of my team, not just Vermees. Like the, that's exactly what I would want from the coach of my team that has had the season that they just had. And yeah, I think it's just the weird example that it, the doubters that he's talking about are our own fans. But everything he did is exactly what I would want. I like that he has a chip on his shoulder. I love that he's the utmost competitor. And uh, yeah, I think I think everything is on the right path right now, at least for we have to be the team in the playoffs that nobody wants to play. Right, Thad? Yeah, I mean, they've got a really good record coming into the last part of the season. Um, I was looking at earlier the last 13 games 
they are seven wins, two draws, and three losses. Yeah, they won two out of every three games over the last... 12 games a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, Math is hard. Two out of three wins over that period of time is is quite impressive. And that's what's so weird is (laughs) the... The losses they did have were so insanely frustrating. That's I think that's why this run-up hasn't felt... Like we're talking, they were the best team in the West with 1.71 points for a really long time. But it never really felt like that. <laughs> did it feel right, like yeah. they were the best team in the West? Because no, it really didn't. Like they still have those... You know, we talk about it a lot where they, they look good until they don't. And it's just those those one moments and... Yeah, I don't know. There were games that over the course where they were playing so well, and then like the Miami game, then they dropped the one in Miami. There was ref questions there. Then you got the St. Louis game, and I don't know. It's just it is a confusing team. So I guess there's still the question of which one of them will show up, but everything is heading in the right direction right now. Well, yeah, but the one the one that stands out to me is the loss at home to Nashville. That ugh. was certainly fit what you're describing, Cody. They all they almost <laughs> lost me on that one. I was so disappointed yeah. in the team. That one hurt really bad. That was a bad game. Three zero. Yeah. That was when it was like, okay, I feel like they don't even deserve it. Like they just don't deserve right. it at this point. Yeah. You are you're definitely a high and low guy, aren't I you? I am. I am. That's uh I, I like to think I'm fairly level-headed just after that three to nothing I think that's why it dragged me down because I was I was level-headed all year long I was you know supporting this ship I could see that they were playing better I was feeling like they're gonna make the playoffs and then they get spanked three to nothing at home that's why it tore me down so much yeah I don't blame you but yeah even in that run where they've gotten a lot of good results points wise they've not looked like just a dominant team most of the time they haven't looked like a a Cincinnati or, you know, a team that's going to go on a supporter shield run. They look like a team that would be like third in the supporter shield running, but not that great, you know, and maybe. I, and I think if two of those losses were not getting absolutely hammered by our rivals, I think it, it might not feel like that. Like we might feel like they were doing better, but the getting embarrassed by the rivals twice, that just, that one really sucked. I love how Thad was talking about, you know, they haven't looked dominant like Cincinnati and and then he didn't say it. <laughs> he didn't say that word yes. of that team. Yes. But Good. how nice was it to watch that team lose to Seattle last night? I didn't watch it, of course, but I was scoreboard watching. Well, okay, was, see the score, yes, yes. Nice. <laughs> Not that we like watching Seattle win either, but talk about rooting yeah. for an asteroid strike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the smod space meteor of death. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually looking at like kind of counting back the the thirteen games like I was doing with sporting and St. Louis was uh, f- there are five wins, three draws, and five losses in their last thirteen. So they're not as dominant as they were early. Maybe, maybe something, all that maybe all that running got them tired. Maybe something we can hang our hat on there, but we also kind of said that the last time they were going into St. Louis. Like, oh, we're playing good, they're playing bad. This should go great, and then it Hey, didn't. we got to beat San Jose first. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. And hey, I had to look at this twice because I was like, well, that can't be right. San Jose has had 1-1 draws in their last four matches. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's move along to the San Jose game. Last segment here. 
Wednesday nights at 8.30. Thad, why are they kicking off at 8.30? Can you do something about this? Can you message Garber and get this fixed? Yeah, I'll text him, man. I got his personal number. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> I get it for decision day and the syncing up with other games and all of that, but 8.30 on a Wednesday. Come on, MLS. Yeah, but aren't they? isn't the East Coast game going at 6.30 or something? Right. Ugh. So that's... They're just they're not having them at simultaneous because they don't need to be, so they can maximize the Apple TV viewing. So Robert, you, you go. got you got us started with the their form of the one to one draws. What else can you give us about San Jose? Uh just Peter focused last night on how they are a very athletic team, very mm-hmm. strong counter attacking team. So uh he's certainly wary of that. But uh, you know, last time we, we played him, it was three oh us. Yeah, we beat them three to nothing, but they beat us three to nothing earlier in the year, right? Yeah, but that was when you know. Yeah, that doesn't count. Dark that was, days. That was in the dark <laughs> days, <laughs> and that was on the road. Yeah. So I, I would say our chances against San Jose is pretty good. I mean, obviously, there's no give me's at this point, but that is that just us? This is what we did last week about San Jose that we were just like San Jose is always bad. They're the team that we're looking for that's going to drop the points and help us get into the playoffs. <laughs> so is that why you're saying that, or do you actually think we are going to beat them? Or is this just in our heads, San Jose is not good at soccer because they're not allowed to be? Well, you can't say anybody who's in the eighth or ninth spot to actually say they're good at soccer. <laughs> but again, looking at the last, the, the last 10, 12, 13 games of run, right? Robert mentioned they have four straight draws. But in in the just going back, they have the four straight draws, a loss, a win, two draws, two losses. They haven't been good in their last couple of weeks. That's the why I thought they would be the team to to not be good. But. It's all setting up nicely. What about I? I actually forgot to mention this earlier during that discussion. Were you guys surprised right. by the crowd? Oh, sorry. What do you got that? Oh, I was just say I think I was also the one that thought Portland would lose too, and everybody said I was wrong. I got that one right. Here too. are your flowers for that for that take. Well done. Robert's shaking his head no. No. Yeah, I heard plenty of people saying that Houston could take care of them and Yeah. Yeah, Houston was the was the that. team that was playing well, so <laughs> except they only had three wins on the road. Yeah. So, so that crowd last night, were you guys surprised by how good of a crowd it was? I don't know. I, I just in my head the fan base is cynical. So I I was pleased with the with the atmosphere last night. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, I think it could have been a little bit louder and I could hear the Minnesota fans too well, but I was kind of near them. So, but people came out for the game. I guess I was just thinking that everybody was like, Oh, we don't, we don't deserve it. We're not good. We're not going to make it. And, uh, but yeah, people were out there. I liked it. Well, what did you say that those ones who doubted weren't here (laughs) probably weren't here tonight. So, yeah, I saw some of those doubters on Twitter, like, acknowledging that they got cooked, like specifically them, <laughs> that he called them out and they weren't at the game. So they kind of ate that one. <laughs> oh, good for them. At least they acknowledged it. Right. <laughs> no, I do hope the stadium is packed on Wednesday. Home playoff game would have been an unimaginable thing several months ago. And I don't know, is it wrong to call it a home playoff game? Is it technically a wild card game? Wild card Easy. is the playoffs, don't. though. <laughs> Don't easy champ. Don't frustrate PR. <laughs> I, 
Why would wildcard game not be playoffs? I mean, that's postseason play. I don't know. I think that's just what it other is. other yeah, teams, and when you're not in the playoffs, you're just supposed to hate on what the wild card is. But it's it's legit. I don't we're, know. Were they calling the it a play-in game at one point, though? I, I think they did away with the play-in verbiage <laughs> because yeah, the whole is, point of okay. all of these leagues adding more teams to the postseason is to get people excited. And if you're referring to it as a play-in game... That is much less exciting than wild card first round of the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> These are the wild card teams. They could go all the way, even though they've sucked most of the season. <laughs> hey, the Royals did it. Didn't, that, didn't the Royals win as a wild card? No, I guess they, no, that were, they were not wild card that year. Never mind. Speaking of the Royals, did Just you forget. see the shirtless George Brett picture? Yes. Did you see how I shoehorned what? in the Royals there? George Brett. I don't know what they call. Is that the, the legend suite? I don't actually know what they call that. It's one tier above the Shield Club. It's like up there above the the Legends Wall. That is where George Brett, Kansas City Royal legend, was and whipped his shirt off like the George Brett we know him to be. Glorious picture. I love that. I had not heard about that. Interesting. Illig <laughs> tweeted it out. It's because <laughs> yeah. it was in the like again. It's like where the presidents sit. <laughs> like that's that's where the president would sit if he came to watch a sporting Kansas City game. And George Brett was up there drunk and whipping his shirt around. <laughs> hey, at least he got into the game, I guess. Yeah. Or he got very drunk, one or the other. Well, hey, did you guys see the two uh, former sporting player updates? Kai Kamara is leaving Chicago. And he says he will play at MLS next year for his, what, 400th team? Yes. And then uh, Diego Rubio says uh, he's leaving the Rapids. I don't know where he's going, but yeah. So is that just contract up, or he's just not happy about Colorado? Uh, I, I, we just got messaged in uh, Twitter that uh, oh. he's announced he's leaving. So yeah. I don't he's know the context. Goodbye. Yeah. I did not see Kai saying goodbye, but I saw Diego saying goodbye, so. Man, someone's going to pay Kai Kamara so he can play on their team still. How old is he at this point? <laughs> 39, I think. Jeez. He's up there. But, hey, he still knocks in some goals, right? He does. Five right. goals, two assists this year in 1,500 minutes. Man, he got in five goals this year. I would not have given him that at the beginning of the season. Well, Passed up LD, right? Did he? Because I thought he was close, but I didn't know that he did. He's third behind Wando and LD. Mm. Oh, okay. Still third. Okay. But I mean, he's close. He just. Yeah, he is. How, do, you, do you have the numbers off the top of your head there, David? No, I just read the article earlier today, but they didn't have Kai's goal tally. They only had Landon and Wando. He's nowhere close to Wando. I, right. I believe Kai is one behind. I'm going to check it, though. Yeah, that's, I think, the last. I remember I... him being one behind earlier behind Landon, but I never saw him catch him or pass him so I've, so that's why he's coming back that's why he says he's coming back he needs that one more goal hope so i i mean i would like to see him do it and it just he's i like kai i mean i don't necessarily want to have him back to sporting right <laughs> actually i wouldn't mind having him back to sporting in a lot of ways if but he would have to definitely know his role this was the one locker room in all of the locker rooms where he was a good locker room guy like it seems like in many of those other locker rooms, there were complications and all of that. Which, which Kai yes, is Kai actually. Is, he's good. one behind. That's right. Okay, cool. I think Kai is actually a really good guy. It's just that he is a very uh, 
outspoken when he feels things. So he doesn't keep it in. He doesn't keep it within the, the locker room all the time. So he's done that with Sierra Leone, called them out for not treating their players right, uh, you know, not not doing the right things with coaches and things like that. And he's been very vocal about that sort of thing. And he's been sometimes very vocal about that with uh, in, within MLS teams. I don't necessarily say he's always right, but that's I kind of feel that that's where his issues are as much as anything. So bringing it back to the San Jose game, we can wrap it up here. But Thad, what did you think? We talked about the lineup. What would the lineup be? And the midfield was kind of the only question. Are you trotting out that same midfield with Rodoya out there? Yes. I would put out the exact same lineup as long as Johnny and Allen are healthy enough. They, you got to remember, that's, they didn't practice all of last week. Right. Uh, Johnny did a very limited practice on Friday. I think Allen was probably the same. I don't, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just guessing on that. But Johnny said he did a very limited practice on Friday. But other than that, neither one of them had practiced all week. They had sat and watched. So for Johnny to come in and, I, again, I think we got to sing Johnny's praises for yeah. having been out and come in. And I, was, I won't say carry the team on his back, but when you score the two goals for a win for the playoffs, we can say that. So That first goal, that is putting the team on your back. He, he was putting the backpack on his back. And it was the team. That's what that first goal was. So, yes, Johnny, that's our guy. What a legend. I, Johnny's my favorite player on this team. Have I ever said that out loud? Johnny's my favorite. Johnny favorite Russell? <laughs> <laughs> that was not funny. I don't know why I laughed at that. It's a, it's a dad joke. That was a dad fun. joke right there. All right. Uh, any final thoughts here before we wrap up and get ready for San Jose on Wednesday. I'll be there. I have not decided that yet. What? Well, someone else is doing the recap. So maybe I go as a fan again, cause it worked out really well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so maybe Did I don't already take the recap for that. Yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone called dibs very quickly. Like last night. David did. Yes. <laughs> He ah. is hot after that recap. Yeah. Uh, David, what's your record with recaps? Uh, in person, 2-0. and Okay. Or, well, no, sorry. In the, I, I'm 2-0 and when I sit in the press box. My record with recaps, I don't recall, other than sometimes they get unnecessarily snarky. Like, Robert writes beautiful prose and writes, <laughs> like, a true journalist – and I oftentimes just have really bitchy things to say. Yes. <laughs> hey, it, it reflects our personalities. I write very limited things and with lots of <laughs> tweets. And Robert writes prose and you are a snarky bitch. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I still remember David pissed off all of Seattle with Sporting got beat really bad by Seattle. And his, his headline, I don't remember what it was, but it was pretty ridiculous. I was talking about the turf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and just the headline. Not like the point of the article. In the headline, you blamed the turf. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It was, it was not a good article for that headline, but one of our most clicked on things because that's just the way the world works. You pissed off Seattle, and it did well for us. <laughs> All right, David, you didn't get in here a lot. You want to end us on being excited about San Jose? How are you feeling about this? I think it'll be a good matchup. San Jose is a lot like Minnesota in that 
they've got some very good players, but they don't have good players all over the field. And Sporting's ability to shut down Reynoso and Pookie makes me optimistic that we can shut down Espinoza and Kid Cowell. And so um, I think Sporting's going to come out and win, and then we get to play St. Louis again. We're going to wax that ass. Go Sporting. <laughs> sporting!